We're back with another episode of Vicarious with Daniel Signorelli and Charlie Ellers. What's going on, guys? This is going to be a super special episode. We have a special guest on with us today, and I literally feel jealous for all the people that are listening to this for the first time. Perspectives from not only the male side of traveling flings and relationships, but we have Gabby here to give us her perspective, and it's going to be unreal. She's got some good stories to share, super funny stories as well. So, Daniel, do you want to introduce to us Gabby, your relationship with her mm. and like tell us a bit more about her and how you guys met. Yeah, for sure. So back by popular demand, Gabby is a voice you might remember from the first episode. She had a little, she called into the show, had a bit of boy trouble. We gave her some good good advice, I think. Um, but we're going to hear all about how that unfolded as well. But uh, yeah, look, without further ado, I'm just going to introduce Gabby Simmons. Welcome to Vicarious. Hello, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to meet Charlie, actually, for the first time. So Absolutely. So, You want me to just introduce myself? Yeah, go ahead. Just The floor is yours. Tell us, who is Gabby Simmons? What's your story? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Oh, she's iconic. <laughs> no, I am clearly American. I'm not Canadian. Sorry, Daniel. I didn't make it in the top <laughs> three. But uh... you were in fourth. I am I am American. I grew up in Maine on the East Coast, like a small ass fishing town with nobody. And I am now young, 23-year-old, traveling the world. I am considered part of the backpacker group, this really niche group that I love to be part of. And I went to college actually in America at USC in California. So it's a Trojan. For all the Australians that know. Were you a sorority girl, Jabby? Were you in a sorority? <laughs> I that was question. absolutely not in a sorority. I have Damn very it. strong viewpoints on Greek life. Oh, God. <laughs> and I could never pay for friends. And I okay. think that's what I see it yeah. as. Just paying for a really fake, fake group of people. Which I, I know there's great ones out there, but no. Not Greek life. Yeah. I was more into sports. I was doing club sports. I was focused on being first in my class. I spent my weekends at home with my dad growing up. It's like the perfect kid. And now, now she's unleashed upon the world. And where are you, Gabby? Where are you right now? I am currently on Koh Tao Island in Thailand, which recently coming from Ubud with my boy Daniel. But we got to move on before we we get too attached. I still haven't moved on yet. I'm still... I'm still getting there. It's a, if it was a tough breakup, it was an emotional Yeah, we, we, he started the podcast just yeah. so that me and him could this talk. Is... And have an <laughs> we'll get into this story in the, yeah, we'll get into this whole story. This is going to, um, I guess so... what guys, what you can expect from this podcast, we're going to cover how me and Gabby know each other. We're going to cover. This will be good. I'm really, romances. really excited. Yeah. We're going to cover mm. covering travel romances. We're going to be covering boundaries and relationships what do girls and guys think about on a first date should guys always pay the bill or should girls sometimes chip in wow we're going to be covering all that don't you worry and we're going to finish and gabby has decided he she is going to guess charlie's birthday gabby's a little bit of a witch if if you guys didn't know um she is uh is very spiritual she is what we call um what do we call you gabby someone no, that's into horoscopes I, what's that an astrology bitch? Astrology. Is what people can know. A basic I am absolutely not. A basic I astrology would, bitch. 
I think you discover that my life path actually I'm not just traveling the world just no. for fun. I am very, very into astro and breath work and not. Yeah, you I know it sounds so cliche, but but I know I, I do study. I I study Hellenistic astrology in my free time. I have books on it. I could tell you. So you're like, not just you're not the basic surface level star sign bitch. You're actually like the real deal. Yeah, I'd say I'm. I am the real deal. This is my life calling: is studying <laughs> astro and not not to be like, hey, what's your sun sign? But I love astronomy. I love archetypes of nature, which that's all that they are to me. Is okay. Well, this is super interesting, yeah. guys. I, I've had people guess my star sign before, and they're rarely correct. So let's see how you go. I'm not going to lie, yeah, she did give me we'll a natal see. reading and uh, she was pretty bang on in Boracay. So that's actually touches, leads us into our first segment of the show. So we, Gabby, you and I met uh, not so long ago. I think it was about a month ago, month and a half in beautiful Boracay. It's like years. Feels like a year ago. We met in Boracay in Philippines through our lovely friend. We're going to use her. We're going to refer to her as Angel. Um, in episode, Angel. Angel, if you're listening, how's it going? Um, so we're going, yes, yeah, so basically we met through her in Boracay and didn't really get off to a great start, I would say. We'll, we'll cover more. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll discover why in a, in a little bit. Um, but yeah, and then ended up having, we ended up being in Ubud together, right? So that was kind of how we decided to get catch up. And um, yeah, the rest is history. We hung out for what, like two weeks, two weeks straight every day. We were very available. We were very available to each other. That's what we, me and Daniel, consider each other is available. One thousand percent, which I never thought I would become available to mm. Daniel, but somehow I did. Our meeting was uh, tumultuous times for me. Mm. I definitely did not look forward to seeing you next to my angelic best friend. How did you feel when you first met him, Gabby? How did you feel when you first met Daniel? I was like, wow, if there's a walking ick, this is it. <laughs> sure. Oh, wow. Walking ick or walking red flag? No, not a red flag. For sure not a red flag. Daniel has so much potential. Potential. <laughs> I know, like my like, I guess grade what, teacher. A lot of times we consider red flags to be flags of a relationship, of a potential relationship. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah. this is just an ick, like something where I'm like, oh, I couldn't hang out with this guy, but I know that he could be in a relationship if he wanted to and come to find out he has been in a lot. Yeah. And well, I mean, I, I was really apprehensive. But... <laughs> well, please, we're in one. Come on. Uh, yeah, Two we're in ago. one now. We're actually together now. Yeah. Well, it all started with a text from my best friend that yeah. she arrived in Southeast Asia on our trip. We had been planning for months, for almost a year, we've been planning since we met in Hawaii to go to Southeast Asia together. And I was so excited, single life. And then night one, I get a text as I'm in Tokyo, says, I met a man at an airport and <laughs> sends me photos of this guy because he's, he's really, really, really sweet. And he's got, he's working remotely. He's this, it's like, oh, fuck, no. And then I looked, you're Australian and you're with your little caller i was like please don't get into a romance but you guys just had a one-off one well, night angel, she only was in the manila for like 12 hours 
like she she landed at three o'clock and was leaving at 3 a.m so it was a whirlwind 12 hours let's say and uh yeah i mean look we're definitely connected but obviously 12 hours isn't that long so but we obviously we're like if we're ever in the same place in the philippines like let's meet up right so yeah mm-hmm. and you were adamant yeah. about boracay mm, i was about I meeting um, meeting angel on the island and the whole time i was with her i was like please i do not want to go to boracay to see daniel yeah. daniel and we ended up doing it i sent a full sent it and uh that's yeah. where i ended up meeting you for the first time at the hostel on boracay island yeah and then I guess fast forward a few weeks, we caught up in Ubud. And I think something that's really a lot of, it was quite interesting about that is like, obviously because of what had happened with me and Angel, like there was no like, con- like we us catching up and hanging out. There was no like expectation there was going to be anything else but like a friendship from the start. And that just allowed us to be like completely authentic, not give a fuck, be super available. Like normally when a guy and a girl kind of like, meeting for the first time it's like oh i don't want to message her straight away because we just hung out i don't want to like be super available but because we were just like friends from the start there was no possibility of anything else it was just like let's hang out let's do this let's do all this fun stuff and we ended up becoming super close really quickly which was kind of cool and obviously weird for angel to, to to hear about given the situation that you know which we'll go into next actually but given that fact that like you and i weren't really that that tight coming out of Boracay but yeah you know what so what happened in Boracay you tell share with the world you meet up with my best friend right and you guys immediately are so obsessed with each other like good tension like yeah this is happening we are can I swear yes yeah we're fucking yeah and so they clearly Angel and Daniel hit it off you could see when you're in a room they're drawn to one another which I was like, sure, great. I was still mourning my my loss, my lover, Joffrey. That's what we'll call him. <laughs> and so I'm just like, Joffrey, he gets Joffrey treatment. So Daniel goes out and then one thing leads to another and he hooks up with another person, which was very shocking to me and Angel because you guys were so clearly just mm. into each other. And that sent me into a, as a best friend, I, my friends come before everything, everything. And I immediately am like, nah, 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 nah. And so that's maybe where I got off on the wrong foot with Daniel. Because mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this is my best friend. She's a literal angel. How could you not treat her like she's right. the best thing that you've ever had in your life? But come to find out there's more to the story. And you weren't, you're not just a total, like, you know, yeah, fuck I mean, off, I don't care. Like, that's an interesting point, though. Like, you're saying, obviously, me and Angel had, like, a, you know, connection. But that's a, it leads us into something else where it's, like, how do you navigate a travel romance, right? Like, obviously, you know, you meet a girl on holiday or on vacation. You guys hit it off. Everything is amplified to the nth degree, like, you're hanging out every minute of the day almost. You you know, you're spending probably six times the amount of time you would spend with a normal person on a normal day back home. And you know, navigating that, you're in a hostel, you're in a social environment where you're meeting other people. 
Um, you're also in an environment where you feel like you're on holidays with that person, which is like the ultimate honeymoon experience as it is. So everything's going to feel like a fucking like utopia. Yeah. Yeah. No, and everyone's 100%. made that mistake of falling into that honeymoon opportunity. And Daniel has it. before as well. And he's given into it, liked a girl, and then traveled with her alone for a mm-hmm. long time. And now getting to know you more, I can understand your apprehension when you meet a girl that you really like and you hit it off and it's really good. You want to give in, but you've also are carrying past experiences of practicing discernment and being like, yeah, maybe this isn't the best idea. And yeah. I'm either going to tell her straight up or I'm just going to fuck someone else and move on. I mean, I think for me, it was a bit of a defense mechanism, like self self-preservation i think I, I you know i spoke to you about this like knowing there was an end day and it was only like a week away and the fact that this person lives on the other side of the world there's no even chance that i can live there at this point in my life and we did i think not having a, re- a reunion date is a really difficult situation so i think the classic guy move there is just to act up a little bit and make her like not like me so much. So then it's easier for both of us potentially. But uh, yeah, she's a special lady and, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll see each other again. Um, but I'm not the only body. I'm not the only boy on this podcast that is, <laughs> has been going through some girl problems as of late. Not girl problems, maybe one word, but going through. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not problems, but like it's an interest. I'd say it's just interesting. Like, so there was a girl that I was traveling with last year. Let's her name. Let's go call her Holly. Um, super intimate, super like fireworks, right? Super passionate. The whole thing, traveling for a few weeks together, and yeah, obviously, like a year goes by, and you're still in touch, but you're not long distance, right? Because you're not, you don't owe them anything. They don't owe you anything. Like the first time you meet, as far as you're concerned. You're just enjoying the now. You're really just enjoying the moment for what it is. That was the mindset that I went into it with. And I was like, cool, this is fucking amazing. If it goes somewhere, look, it's probably not going to because we live on other sides of the world. But right now, I'm just enjoying it for what it is. Anyway, with like year goes past, we're still keeping in touch, just talking every now and then. And in Bali now, staying in Ubud, um, she makes an appearance, which is interesting like she came and stayed the night just for just using us for sort of well not using us the but sexless like, innkeeper <laughs> the sexless innkeeper that's right so like, like really need a place to tell well i can help you out you can stay here for the night it's no worries now it was a very kind of friend vibe which you know is kind of what i expected a little bit i didn't expect for things to just pick up from where they like left off right a year's passed um but yeah the more we hang out i think like it takes that time to warm up again is all i can really say and there's nothing really wrong with that at all like you know but i think the, having the expectation there is what's like detrimental it's not good to have like an expectation of what someone should be how someone should be behaving um that's really yeah and that's honestly all i could really ask for there's nothing really else who knows where it's going to go from like a week from now but i yeah, you know, I mean, she yeah. seems pretty like I've obviously witnessing, you know, her action, her energy around you. She seems pretty interested. Like for exa- like for example, today we're at the gym and she was wearing like eyeliner, like at the gym. So to me, that's telling me that yeah, there's definitely any- mixed signals, right? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Gabby- Are you guys hooking up right now? 
right now? No, we have not right now. Just well, as far as I would say, just friends. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, okay. she insisted on <clears throat> sleeping in the third bedroom when she stayed here, which was yeah. which was very surprising. Um, we have a massive villa with three three stories. Charlie has his own bedroom with aircon upstairs. She insisted on sleeping downstairs in the no AC room. So, and now, but yeah, I, like I agree with you though. She's warming up, I feel, but maybe it's just that kind of type of personality. I mean, I, I don't really, yeah, you can't really put any pressure on it. I think just see how it goes, see what ends up happening in the next couple of weeks. Are you for a while? So, do you have feet? What do you feel? right now about this do you want to hook up with her and hang out or do you have zero expectations i literally like i don't really care if it happens fantastic mm. if not fantastic mm. i literally it'd be cool if it did let's be honest but like if it doesn't it'll just it'll be cool as well you know there's other yeah. fish on the in the sea you know like it's no yeah, drama. yeah. so that's like why there's, there's literally no expectation it's such a hard thing to navigate humans emo human emotion while you're traveling because mm. you can't fully let your guard down and feel because as be being so mobile, you have to have that that motto like, oh, there's other fish at the sea. Like, oh, I can move on at you any moment. You have to be spontaneous, right? You, you do, and which goes against a lot of human nature. We're entering this new whole dating era of our generation where we are all becoming sort of digital nomads and we're all dating mm. from not just, it's not even long distance anymore. What we used to know where one person wasn't another and that was here. Now it's, we're both like this mm. constantly and crossing yeah. paths and then coming back. And so all the old dating rules that were like, if you wanted to, we would, or all these things that you go back to are they not don't apply the same. anymore. No, no they it's don't apply the same. It's every situation yeah. is different and it's teaching you to trust your gut to communicate. And what it comes down to me is communication is we're going to have to freaking learn all of us to actually say what we want and communicate. Or else, none I think of that's these the, romances yeah. are going to work. I think that would solve all of the yeah all of these issues. It's just like the right communication and having the right mindset going into things. I mean, a lot of the, it would have been easy for someone to go into that. You know, I was traveling with a guy last year for a bit, and he met a girl, and it was a full on romance. He was like, "Dude, I'm in love. Like, this is crazy." And I was like, "Oh, mate, bless you, fuck, poor guy, fucking hell. Like, they don't live in the same country. This guy's in love." And yeah. I'm like, it's great that you're feeling that right now, but let's be realistic about things. Like the present moment is you're feeling that right now. You don't know how things are going to, things will massively change depending on your living situation over the next six months. I think like, you know, everything's at a 10 out of 10 when you're traveling, right? You're, you're, the biggest thing you have to think about is what restaurant to eat at for dinner. So I think like when are you at a 10, you can't be, you can't go higher than a 10. So you go back to your regular life and you, nothing meets up to those unrealistic expectations. Like I know so many guys who have got into like similar situation, like you said, Charlie, and it just doesn't work out. Right. And so I think but being conscious of that, having that front of mind when you are like hooking up with like the same person for, let's say a week, knowing that realistically you're at its peak right now. Um, and that be conscious of the fact that, you know, it's, you need, it's not going to, it's not always going to live up to the hype if you meet up again. Um, you know, so yeah, but Gabby, uh, you know, last week you mentioned you were, had a bit of 
boy problems with Joffrey and uh, you know, <clears throat> Joffrey. How's everything? He's going? gonna kill me for that nickname. How's Another everything J. going right now? Are you oh, um, we- single and mingling, or you know, how was your night out in in Kotal the other night as well? You went out for a big one the other day. Oh yeah, I am for sure single, and I am dedicating my twenties to being single. And I think a lot of people that are in the same group that we are have that that mindset of like, I want to be single in my 20s. And when it comes to Joffrey, we've been chatting since then, texting, like nothing, everything's normal. And I got to a point where I feel like my feelings are here. I like this person. I want to spend time with them. Uh, I've this happened to me on before on traveling where I've liked someone it's been sparks electricity like it was and now you kind of I guess it's equivalent to the question of what are we mm. uh, but it's such different in this backpacking world where it's not really a what are we it's like uh, so are we gonna like s- commit to seeing each other more and be single while together yeah. uh, it's such a are you gonna do long question distance? to ask yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. not even long distance because I still want him to be able to be single in his 20s. And so what I did is I just ended up audio recording like five minutes worth of yeah. my house. I received a few drafts oh, of those. Well, my number one thing now is I'm so sick of living of the what if, what, like, what are they thinking? Sort of like maybe Charlie, you're like, what's this girl thinking, staying with us? Like, what does she want? What's happening? And we just constantly sit in this, st- this liminal space of just like, ah, what, what, what? And I'm just so sick of it. And so I just asked straight out and I was just like, I want to see you. I want to spend time with you. I still want to stay single, but I would like to spend like a few days on, you know, no one around. Like, let's just us and enjoy this yeah. connection. While and I, that's while a last. really mature. That, yeah, that's a really mature response too. That communication is like something that is really rare to find, not yeah. with people that don't travel and have all these fun, spontaneous yeah. experiences. That's a I'm cool thing about traveling, right? Good. I like the fact you took an and, and, you, you alpha womaned him, and which is you know, not what I want. No, and I think like, have you ever watched oh. the film? He's just not that into you. Okay, Daniel. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Have Let you me, ever hold, bruised a girl's ego? Wait, yes. hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm not, I'm not that. It's just the, from the film, right? So there's an, there's a scene and the main guy, you know, he's saying like, um, you know, if he wanted to, he would. Like I once called 150 Helen Smiths in the phone book to make sure I found the right one just so I could take her out for a drink. So yeah, that's obviously extremely like that's an extreme example but what i'm trying to say is like as guys like you will know like where we stand most of the time and i get that he's like younger and whatnot but sometimes if it's it's not just it's not worth all the hassle like it should be more effortless you know any kind of relationship that i've been in that's longer than three or four months it's like you can't wait to see that person you're both making an effort there's not really any games it's not Mm -hmm. like oh he's you know or she's not messaging me back and like blah 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 it's just like i'll just message that person when i see it and i want to hang out with you this day and i think like unfortunately you know some guys just don't communicate and i totally get that but i also do believe that if a guy wants to see you he will do it he will move mountains to see you and if you're in the same fucking country then he'll he'll find a way trust me but from the girl's perspective i think well how most of us think is we just want to feel 
not validated, but chosen, right? Is we want to feel like this person wants me, this person desires me. And even if I have an explanation of I'm traveling, like I really want to be single, like you give me valid reasons, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with the rejection. I will welcome it. I will welcome the rejection and I will overcome it. And I think a lot of men, like maybe like Joffrey, who are Mm -hmm. shyer, and I think shut down when it comes to communication or feelings, sort of like Daniel, how you did in Borkai, where you had an emotion and you could have just vocalized it and said you self-sabotaged. And I find that a really hot trend here while backpacking and traveling (laughs) the world is a lot of men don't shut down the minute they feel emotion and they won't even tell you the truth. They will just go sabotage it or distance themselves. And I see this happening and I'm so sick of it and I want to redefine it. And I don't want to continue these relationships like that. And I want to just, if anyone's listening, <laughs> that is a guy. Oh, don't worry. We got about that's... 150 listens on the last one. So there are some people listening. Oh, don't worry about beautiful. that. Let me get this far. But yeah, that, I've been telling my female friends and my my women to toughen the fuck up and be okay Mm. with rejection and like allow it into your life. Like hear it. Don't just like ignore it because I could easily Mm. just be like, fuck this guy. And I could just block him and move on and say he doesn't deserve me. But that is such like that we're getting nowhere with that behavior in society, whether you're traveling or not. Right. It's just reactive, right? It's more about being like proactive and communicating rather than just reacting to what you think is happening based on something you don't don't even know because you haven't communicated yeah he could be completely obsessed and just like it's completely shutting me out because he's like no i don't want that because i just got out of a four-year relationship which again these situations are so nuanced yeah and it's okay it's okay to know that and have that communication it's okay to be rejected doesn't matter you just it's cool to just know there's it's like I don't know about you, Gabby, but we're at the age where it's like you can't be fucked playing games. You would just hear it from the horse's mouth and just go from there. But cool. If you are keen, great. If not, fucking great. Yeah. And it doesn't make it less sexy. And that's the thing is people, especially women, don't want to ruin it when they get into these situationships or maybe on the other end of you. You guys have had girls where I think they've had something that they feel they want to say. You're like, what are we? What is this? What's this? But. They're just like, I don't want to ruin the energy. I don't want to ruin the good sex yes. or what we've got going. And you think if you communicate, it's not sexy anymore. And that's how, what some of my feelings. It's like, oh, like Joffrey's going to be turned off if I tell him how I feel. So that brings us to our next topic here. We've talked about travel romances and flings, but what about implicit and explicit boundaries in relationships? No, this is a good topic. This is a, this topic is something that we speak in length about, Charlie, the other day about boundaries and relationships. Now, for everyone at home, implicit, mm. I'm defining as stuff that you just you don't have to say out loud. You just expect your partner not to do. So, for example, if you're dating a girl, and you know you don't have to tell her outright you're not to go out one on one and hang out with a guy that you've had sex with. It should just be implied. Like you're not going out for dinner with a guy who you used to date or you slept with, right? That would be an implicit boundary. Explicit would be, I don't like you wearing that dress. Don't wear those. Don't. I don't want you going to the club, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, don't go clubbing with your friends whether you're surrounded by men who are trying to hit on you. That's like an explicit boundary saying that to a girl. Yeah. Yeah, implicit's like implied. Oh, so like you're invited to a coffee with a guy that you previously had had sex with. 
are you going to go? Yeah. If you don't go, then you are like obeying yeah. that implicit boundary in your mind. So I guess my question for Gabby, um, do you like when guys like tell you explicitly like, you know, this is what I don't like you doing? Or are you more like, don't fucking tell me what to do. Don't be territorial. Like, I'm going to do what I want. Personally, I I guess you're kind of touching on the topic of being a little possessive or mm. in controlling. A, sense, a, a little controlling because you really do border that line when you do explicitly say a boundary. It borders, oh my God, okay, is this possessive or not? I think in Some the beginning, like if you... Yeah, I personally, I like a little push, like a playful boundary. If you can make your explicit boundary playful and sexy and like, oh, if she doesn't receive it well, then we could play it off as a joke. But if you are apprehensive or you know that your girl isn't, maybe is the more of the type that's like, don't fucking tell me what to do. Like, for example, Angel would be someone that is very hyper independent. She would like, you know probably not take it well if you were like you're not gonna do this she'd be like fuck you i'm gonna go do it but if a man told me (laughs) you're not gonna do this tonight i'd be like oh okay i'm gonna do you like this is that was hot i would say for me like i'm pretty i mean i would say from i'm pretty easygoing when it comes to like i would never explicitly tell my girlfriend hey I don't like you hanging out with these girls. I don't want you going to the club at late at night. I don't want you going out, you know, um, on this weekend away with a guy that I don't know. Like, to me, the more controlling you are, the more you push her in the other direction, the more you yes. want to make yes. her want to do something. So, like, for example, in my last relationship, like, there was a t- situation in which, I mean, she was meant to go down to Byron Bay, stay with, like, a big group of her friends where there was a guy she had slept with. Now, I didn't even know that that guy was going. I didn't even know who was going. I didn't care. I was just like, honestly, have fun. She was like, you should come. You should come. And I was like, look, like, I can come. But the thing is, is there's 10 of 20 of your friends there. You know, they're your friends that you know from a while ago. Go have fun, like... And I don't need to know every detail. Like, I don't need to know that you're going out for getting, you know, having a big, big night, going out with all these random guys. Like, I don't really care, to be honest. But, you know, I think that also came from a pretty secure place of trust, obviously, and whatever. Um, but in the end, she ended up just saying, hey, I'm coming back a day early because there's a guy that's going that I have has I have slept with before. And I didn't know he was coming, but I wouldn't feel comfortable staying. So I'm going to come back and, you know, I'm not going to stay the night. So it kind of leads me to my next point is like when you selectively choose who you're dating, you need to know that you need to know who you're dating, right? You need to know who you're in a long-term relationship with. And if you're dating the type of girl that is going to be going out every weekend to the club dressed up, like you've got into that on your own accord. You know what your girl's like. You know, conversely, if you date, if you screen your potential girlfriend, over multiple dates, multiple few months, and you get to know their per- who they are as a person, you never have to worry. You never have to worry. And it's all implicit is what I'm trying to say. Well said, man. I really agree with that. It's like select partner selection will solve all of these problems. If you select the right person, you're not going to have to lay any boundaries out because you can say to them, well, look, if you don't like something about who they are or what they do, you can just say to them before you get into an official relationship, hey, look, I don't date people who do X, Y, Z. Even if it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It's just your preference, right? 
Whereas if you're already in the, in the relationship, trying to change them as a person, they're going to feel controlled and totally pushed the other way. And I've been in a situation before where like, uh, my, like my ex would go out and she'd be like, wait, I'm not going out without you. No, it's not like, that's not how I roll. I'm like, no, it's fine. Go out. It's, and she's like, no, like it's not, I don't, why would I do that to you? I'm like, I'm fine. I can handle that. Go have fun. Go have fun with the girls. You, The fact that you've voiced that implicit boundary to me gives me the, just gives me everything I need to know. Like, that's fine. I've selected the right person, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. In that aspect. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the kind of language and communication that I would like to see if I was in a relationship yeah. without having to force explicit boundaries on them. It's so easy to monitor in the first couple months of dating someone. I think that's key to being able to see all the potential problems of where you might want to set a boundary or not. And you're able to get out of it if they're not super compatible with you. Because I find that some of the relationships I've been in, I knew in the beginning some like, you know, things I maybe wasn't comfortable with. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I really like them. And then that ended up being the reason why we broke up three years later. Is the same reasons in the beginning. It's not something new you discovered two years down the line. It's what you knew in your gut that first month Mm. when you started hanging out with them. So listen to that. And anything you think, oh, yeah, I'll be able to explicitly like tell them, Mm. you know, stop doing that later. No, 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 no. Cut it. Find someone more compatible. Don't try to change them. Well, it's all about don't ignore the red flags yeah. like there's going to be red flags in the beginning if you ignore them because you have rose-colored glasses on it won't go away yeah like you said gabby it's just yeah. going to show up and you're going to have to deal with it later on don't ignore red flags if you feel them in your gut before you get into a relationship always always yeah. i have every single person even a travel romance the reason why it's ended is for a very similar reason that i was not fully into them in the beginning it's so crazy yeah. how your gut will tell you. You're like, yeah, no, that's not my person. Don't force it. Or, gut. yeah, no, they go out. So literally, like, the gut instinct is a very quiet voice. And you kind of hear it in the back of your head. But you, you just, you're like, oh, it's, I can't. It's yeah. not loud enough to be, like, in your face, you know, giving you what you need to hear. It's like a very quiet voice and so easy to just let it go. Like, it doesn't matter that much. So, you know, it'll be nothing. This is fun. Let's see how it goes. Pick up, piggyback off what we're talking about going out to the club. When a girl's like got a boyfriend, let's say, and she's putting up all this effort, dressing up, heels, makeup, lashes, hair done. Why? Why are they doing that? I personally don't care and I don't, I'm happy. <laughs> I don't really mind. But like, I know guys that are more like quite insecure about that. Like, just out of curiosity, like, are you, you literally do that to feel good or are you doing it because maybe you're not getting attention at home and you want a few eyeballs on you? This is such a good question, man. This is such a strange question as well to me that the men harp on this so heavily. I hear this question so much. Like, why does she need to dress up like that? Are you triggered? Are you triggered, Debbie? I am absolutely not triggered. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm not. I've never had a man say that to me ever. They're like, go get it. You're fucking hot. And I love calling you mine. But a lot of my girlfriends deal with this as well. When the simple answer is I love vanity has a negative connotation but i will literally just do my makeup at home by myself just for fun i think men cannot understand that women love being beautiful Mm. they love it like all the things you see that we're wearing out at the club we're trying on at home because we look sexy and maybe it's hard to understand because you're like i'm never gonna like dress up in my nice shirt and do my hair when i'm home alone for the day when I think any really like high value, like 
woman that feels confident is one that's constantly loves to look beautiful and loves to make herself like that. I can't explain. I was in the mirror the other day, straightening my hair and looking pretty and I'm not dressing up for anyone. I just like to feel sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually never heard a woman explain it the way you just did. So this is really cool. I think that, yeah, like that's enlightening. That's actually enlightening to me a little bit because I would have thought, be honest with yourself. You're doing it because you want attention. Right, which is probably partly yeah. true. Women like to inherently feel beautiful. That is like the ma- a major part of what makes a woman like yeah. feminine and like you know like what yeah. what makes them motivated. Right, feeling beautiful is a the, massive thing for girls. One of the reasons why sex lives tend to go like this after the first year of a relationship is, I think personally, I've I've heard a story of a lot where the guys like let's have sex and the girls just like I'm not in the mood, and that's like such a common problem in relationships. And I think it's because you get complacent. And Daniel, I bet you could talk about this from your relationship of just not dressing up, not looking nice. You go out to dinner, you're just in a t-shirt because you're comfortable. Like, let's Literally. preach people dressing up. Let's preach women like and men as well, as much as you can, looking beautiful all the time. Mm. Like, dress up if you can today. Like, women look hot. And there were times when I'd say no to sex in my long-term relationship because I haven't... Like I've been in sweatpants for the past three days. I don't feel sexy. Mm. And that's the key is for a woman mm. to feel sexy. She will want to have sex with you. So can a guy do anything to make you feel sexier or is it more based on what you do to feel sexy? Like, do you like dressing up? How can I, I don't know, those, like, where do you think the ball is? There is such completely different topics. Cause there's one, a woman could make herself feel as sexy as she wants. Yeah. But then when you interact with a guy, it's completely different. Like, because then you get them also reinforcing what you're hoping to hear yeah, as well. Right. And so, a so man he makes can... you. Yeah. So if he recognizes how sexy you are and tells you that in some way, then that's like obviously going to make you feel a lot better. Of course. Right? And some women like it a little more direct. I think that these don't relate. Like every time I dress up, hot i don't expect men to come to me and tell me how sexy i am but say like i do encounter a man and we're like bantering they're starting it is yeah of course a man can make you feel super sexy i've said that to my friends like what do you like about him I'm like he just made me feel so like beautiful and sexy and gorgeous like what and not in a stupid way where it's like oh my god like angel and i talk about this men that meet my best friend angel will meet her two seconds later and be like look at her boobs look at her you are amazing and just start mm. drooling and get obsessed. But it's got to be clever, you guys. We got to be clever with it. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah, see yeah, Angel, yeah. like, guys just like fall in love with her immediately. Yeah. And, I mean, but, you know. She's um, Hitler's prodigy. I mean, like, she's, she's like yeah. blue eyes. Blue, blue eyes, blue eyes, white blonde dragon. No, blue eyes, blonde hair. Um, but yeah. So I, I find people only obsessed with me when they have sex with me. <laughs> What? <laughs> I find that men oh, are only okay. obsessed with me when they have sex with me, uh, not on the when they first. You gotta earn their. You gotta earn their obsession. Put in the work. Yeah. Um, I actually have an interesting to bring up here. Anyway. First date preparation. Now, this is a topic that I kind of wanted mm. to bring up because I think for guys we don't really prep in terms of like we don't. I mean, speaking from my my side, like I'm not overthinking conversation topics i'm not overthinking like what's going to happen if he does this or she does sorry if she does this what's going to happen you know i'm not am i going to wear this am i going to do that but what i'm really thinking is like i'm trying to get a bit of a bit of energy off that first kind of hour 
And then if I think the girl's attractive or if I think there's something there, I'm looking to initiate physical contact of some kind within that first kind of two hours so that that friend zone is just thrown out of the equation. Like a little yeah. bit, of, could be like a handhold, could be a little bit of, you know, hand on the leg, whatever it is. Hand on the leg. There's a little, yeah. bit, a little bit of contact just to kind of go, yeah, we're not mates here. So flipping that question to you, Gabby, and then Charlie, I want to hear if you have anything, because I know we spoke about this, so we kind of agree about that. But uh, Gabby, what are you thinking on a first date? Like what kind of prep are you doing beforehand? Ooh, physical or mental prep? Both. I think we're doing both. And also, I don't think all men are overthinking. I think there's so many men that are overthinking the first date as well. Just as women, there are some women that are overthinking it and some that aren't. But I find that me and my friend group, what I've seen for a lot of women is they're getting ready, obviously, with like a nice outfit. They're personally for me, I can tell you one thing is I'm thinking about sex at the end and if we are having sex or not. This okay. is when my do you make thought. that decision. Is this- when does that decision? Yeah, happen? let's talk about that. What makes oh. it, what boxes does a guy have to tick for you to go home with him and have sex with him at the end? How do you two feel about eye contact? Is my first question. Introducing a woman, right? Yeah, I mean, Angel loves a bit of eye contact. That's. <laughs> I think that a woman wanting to have sex with you starts very early on in the day or when you first started courting her. Is if someone can. Make it clear they're into you, but play a Daniel. Daniel, you do this amazing. You told me, I go into it expecting nothing. You said, I go in expect nothing. Of course you want to have sex. Of course. I mean, please, two hot people together. Come on. But you said, I do not expect anything. And when you just emit that energy of truly in your body, just saying, wherever this goes, I'm going to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you start to get woman after woman having sex with you but it's a game right this whole interaction it's a game it's eye contact it's it's every it's like a chess game right is how can i get a girl to have sex with me it's just every single time you have to just enter it being i mean what do you see how she does what do i see is is that you're going too many moves ahead say what's our short guy from ubud where he you reject him he takes the rejection and then he immediately overcomes it he doesn't do anything in between he's just like he's like yes uh we don't you don't like me where are we gonna sleep together tonight and this is that is a turn off yeah i know i hate to say this because i'm so sick of games but a little push and pull goes a long way not to the point where it's getting toxic but like if you do recognize oh we just had a really good conversation. Say we just had an hour conversation. We hit it off. Being able to kind of just like detach for a couple hours or every different, every situation so different. But say you go along and chit chat with your friends for a couple hours. Give her a second to also push in and be like, I want him. Or just register what that conversation was. Or to, to look back and be like, wow, he is sexy. Because men are so easy to be like, oh, this is a hot girl. I want to have sex with her. And we have a good conversation. Great. But women are not that easy most of the time. They need time to register and process. Did I feel safe with that guy? Is that good? Yeah. He'll be able to look at you from afar. Like, oh, I want him to come back. And so then once you do come back, if you get that second affirmation, then I think it's like game on. But it is a little push and pull. 
uh, I would, yeah, pull back a little bit. See if she pushes back in. But always come back. Don't pull the fucking Joffrey and, you know, leave me on deliver for five days. Joffrey's got the push game down. He just, he pushes you away and he, <laughs> he never pulls. He doesn't pull Unless that I'm guy. Right there in front he of couldn't pull face. muscle. No, but if you're me, I'm down to fuck. Like, right? This is Daniel and I have talked about this. I'm very different. Like, I know immediately and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, no, I, let's, let's do it right now. Yeah. And so, you're a bit the of an most anomaly, though, meeting, I would say. So, I, mean, I love the input and you're giving amazing feedback. But we also need to take a little grain of salt that your opinion is very, I would say, progressive and amazing. You have what, the best perspective and we agree on a lot of things. Um, but I would say a lot of females listening may be thinking, whoa, like, I don't fuck on the first date with you. Remember, guys. I've heard that. So, yeah. Remember, guys. When she tells you she doesn't do this, you just insert two words at the end of that sentence with you. With you. Yeah. I don't do that. Women tend to break boundaries, like break their rules for guys that they're really into. Yeah. I have been in situations. Gabby's about to break a break a rule with with Joffrey. Uh, Why? Aren't we? You're going and he's getting a little permission to enter a different different door or oh i'm giving him permission to enter all <laughs> doors Woo! Yeah, I, <laughs> this, is, this is the problem i have been in a situation where i have gotten in bed with a man that i found really really attractive and at the last moment i've said no i have been, wow. Why? I have been that girl what that happened that in your mind <laughs> is from my viewpoint personally i was not Let's just say the women that are doing this to you have this is a reflection of them and their immaturity. And I, I know that's how I take. I should be like women preachers. I love women. I do, but it's just a symptom of not knowing what you want and not having clear communication. Which there are so many that are like this. So we'll play on this. When I was like this, and when I was younger, I was in bed with him and said no last minute because I it ran through my head a million different things of always from my hometown and like what if he tells someone and he might just go like say all my deepest insecurities and tell his friends that that how our fuck was or this or that like there were so many reasons why as men like what do you want for an answer for that what are you asking here what could better your dating life are you getting women that constantly go there and then say no no not really i mean it's just it's always an interesting yeah. thing that happens right like sometimes you go home with someone or you're in a situation where it's, you know, almost naturally progressing and it's, it's, it's for whatever reason, it's like, Oh no, I'm, I don't do that. Or I don't want to do that. And it's like, okay, <laughs> but that's why we asking. We want to know, you know, what's going through, yeah. what is going through a girl's mind sometimes, but you kind of explained that really well. You know, you said that you gave us a really good answer. It was like, he's from my hometown. There's too many degrees of separation. There's, I know too many of the same people, right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to say no to sex when you're traveling. And even if you do, then it's maybe just because she decided she didn't want to have sex for the week because she's been having too much sex or she decides to be celibate now. Right. It's, it's usually just some random answer. It's not because of usually you. Yeah. It could be completely unrelated to you. It usually is, to be honest. Like women love to be in their own heads. I, I am obsessed with it. I just can't stop overthinking everything. So do all women. So we're complicated creatures. What's the uh, bill etiquette? Which your you like? You want someone to pay the bill for you all the time, or are you? Uh... 
Yeah, you're chipping in every now and then, Gabby. Oh, you know the answer, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm such a progressive person until it comes to who's paying the bill. No, Uh, most girls are, trust me. (laughs) No, I have a completely different, like, I have a whole philosophy on this of in life being able to take you know the progressive feminism like everyone's equality while being able to integrate back in traditional values because i think there are gender roles um feminine masculine energy that really balances well together and i think a man does really love to provide and a man does want to pay your bill i think most men do i mean and a woman would love to receive that and i think that type of provider nurturer dynamic yeah, is what we every need integrated time, back into dating every um, bill? but now uh, I would like it, right? No I would shit, like you would. Who would I exactly. I would like that. But hearing you, Daniel, when we were in Ubud and going out and talking about this, you were like, "Listen, I want to pay for a girl's bill. Like, of course I do. I want to pay for all the dates, but I'm just not in a financial position right now to just like blow money in cash all the time on that one dollar healthy or wrong meal. I could never pay that for you guys. No, but uh." No, you gave a good not, explanation. Even, hang on, that's not even what I said. I didn't. I don't think I said no. that. You miss. You miss. Okay. Me. So I'll clarify for you. I would, of course. I think if I'm first date, of course I'm paying. I will pay. We'll go for a nice dinner, drinks, and I'll pay absolutely. But if we start getting into a relationship, it should be one for one. Like we go for drinks one Friday. Don't worry, I got this. I take the drinks next week. It's your turn. You buy a bottle of wine for us to enjoy. I I don't think that the guy should pay for every every fucking thing, even if he's a even obviously if he's like a billionaire, it's different. But if you guys are like roughly earning the same amount of money, give or take, I do agree. I I do think that the woman should also chip in and pay half the time after you guys are dating for a, a, a specific period of time. Now, if the if the woman isn't working or the guy is like fucking Jeff Bezos, well. Obviously, he's probably going to pay, right? But in, we're talking about 20-somethings, you know, they're probably on the roughly the same money or they're students, right? Every, you know, they're not wealthy, they're not rolling in, in money. It should be a yeah. bit of back and forth. Um, what do you think, Charlie? Like, what yeah. are your, what's your opinion on it? I mean, I think that if you're a guy and you ask a girl on a date, there's absolutely no question you should be paying. Like, it's just a given. Just like a... That's another, yeah, that's just an expectation, I think. Um, I think maybe if the girl asks you on a date, which is rare anyway, and I don't necessarily think that should happen. Like, if you're going to go on a date, I think it should be the guy that asks. But if the tables were turned, I would probably say that, look, she might offer to pay. She might ask you on a date. You guys get something to eat. She might be like, no, 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 I've got this. And then you can say as a guy, no, no, don't be silly. And then just that gesture of her saying she's offering to pay is really cool, but I wouldn't let it happen Perfect. if it was in a first Yes, day. yes. I will always offer, but when a man yeah. can say, no, don't be silly. Oh, it's so sexy. Like, I yeah, will. Yeah, I'm, not yeah. that t- I'm not like, I'm not, I will pay. I will do it. I'm not like, oh, ha, ha I never pay. But when a guy says yeah, like you Charlie, did, Charlie, would like, you pay fuck. every time though? Every single time. Well, if you're early stages of dating, probably. But if you're in a relationship, then I think. Yeah. No, I think, you know what? I think probably because how often are you realistically going on dates to eat dinner? You're probably doing that once every couple of weeks, no? So in those occasions, isn't it going to cost every week? You're going to go on a date once a week in the early stages. 
I think it depends. Like if you're going on a coffee date, like, yeah, you know, no, the guy should look honestly. Like the guy should pay a lot of the time. I think the the only exception is when yeah. the girl, you know, a few dates in, the girl says, "No, no, you get the next one," and she actually pays. That's okay. I think that's like you know, also a so sign that you picked a good person. Yeah, it's when you guys also a good fight to- over the bill, yeah. where you're like, no. Like, yes. Okay. Where sometimes what I'll do is I will run up and give my card at the beginning and have them pay because I know that the man will insist on paying for me, and it can become really That's so fun. Cool. That's yeah, fun as and, well. then, and it's fun. You can chat about it in the car and have a bit of banter. It's so good. Yeah. But if a girl's like expecting it every single time, I don't know. It's not. But really you just a said you're going to pay every time, so she's obviously going to expect it. If you pay every time, then she's going to expect it. And that's it. why I'll pay. Yeah, but, I but think what I'm saying is that it's well. cool if she offers. Let's, let's, yeah, let's make it official, Gabby. Yeah, I, I honestly <laughs> think that Daniel's just trying to come up with really, really unique ways on how to say that he's being cheap. So, yeah, look, I think that, yeah, I, I think it would be nice just for kidding. a girl to offer. And then we can, you know, she can pay for a few if she really wants to. But I think that's yeah. more, it more screens out the person you're selecting, which I think is everything anyway. Yeah. I would yeah, say within the first month of dating, within the first month of dating, for sure. I love your mindset, Charlie. I totally agree. And then once you do get into more consistent consistency, there is a balance to where, say, my yes. mom and my stepdad, my stepdad will always pay the bill when they go on dates, but my mom will always tip. And so she, because America's a huge tipping culture, so you're tipping a lot. Yeah. And so he pays for the food, she tips. And then when they go to the grocery store, he, you know, there's like a, oh, I'll tip in a third. It's, it ends up being like two thirds he pays, one third she pays, which isn't bad in my yeah. opinion. And he probably would have t- taken that upon himself to do that. I don't think, I can't imagine he would have been like, you know, oh, so, so like, do you think oh, I should pay half this time? And you, you know, you cover this. <laughs> that should never be a fucking conversation. Ever. No. It should always no. be like, it should always be like, yeah, an automatic, you know, yeah. what you should okay. want to do it. Yeah. So I guess we've decided this is the reason why girls expect guys to pay is because they just do all the time. Right. So there's no, it's just going to be the classic, uh, you know, gender equality, but when it suits me kind of deal, huh? But have you thought about what I said in the beginning, Daniel, about how we can integrate back traditional values yeah, while yeah, still yeah, remaining yeah. nuanced? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. what do you want in return? If you're going to pay for everything, what do you want in return? What do you feel like is an equal energetic exchange for you paying? No, but what do you, do you not think that, that guys paying is there is that recipro- reciprocity of like, oh, I paid for the bill, you know, in the back of their head, they're thinking you're coming home with me. That's... That's a lot of guys that pay. For yeah, everything, a lot of guys try that. and buy their way. Yeah, they they try and buy things with a bribe for sex, and I think girls can see straight through that. Yeah, I can see straight through that as well. Like Charlie explaining it to me makes me clear. If I were to go on a date with you, I would know that you wouldn't be like, "Fuck you for not having sex with me." I'm never talking to you again. Like I think you can pick yeah. up on that. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. I went on yeah. a Tinder date the other. Whereas Daniel, on the other hand, <laughs> listen, hey, yeah. I went on a Tinder date the other night. Okay, I went out. Pay the bill, no worries. Of course, I'm paying. No questions asked. Did she even reach for the check? Did she even give me like any indication of like I might want to pay? We went to two places. We went to a restaurant and then we went to a bar. She didn't even look at the bill. The bill didn't exist to her. It came on the table. It, 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 the guy dropped it. It was like he wasn't even there. Okay. 
So okay. it was a free dinner. Obviously, I'm going to pay for it as a first date. I'm not a fucking asshole. But I'm just saying, once okay, you're a boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, well, Gabby- conclusion. Conclusion, though, is I think for girls, from my perspective, girls should try and should continue yeah. to just, just be like, touch the bill. do you want it? You just touch it. Just Look touch it. it. Just try once Pretend to go to pay ahead it. of time. Yeah. Pretend yeah. To read okay. it. Just show them. Here's another here's another thing to consider. If a girl is always saying, Oh my god, we should go here for like Motomi or some fucking really five expensive five star restaurant all the time and on those and it's frequent and often and to her those bills don't exist to her at all. That to me would be like, Okay, bitch. Like Yeah, go um, to Dubai. Yeah, go to Dubai. Literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally go to Dubai. Dude, I went out with this. Go girl. get a Middle okay, Eastern man. I went out with a Canadian chick, right? And I don't think I think she pay. I can count on one hand the amount of things she paid for, and I'm not talking about dinner. I'm talking about a Macca's run, going to McDonald's or a quick food, going to Seven Eleven and get a Slurpee. Anything that involved currency, I paid for. <laughs> Gabby, I have a we have a segment on this show. All right, it's we've we've only had one other episode, but we're making it a segment. It's uh, the three, two, one. All right, we're going. We're Woo! going to rank something three, two, one. And we last week we did nationalities. So, I'm flipping it on to you. Rank your top three nationalities and guys, go. There's not even competition compared to my number Australia one. Australia number one, obviously. Number one for Gabby no, is... number three. Is... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I got to go down to number three? Have you ever counted down anything before? Number three. Right now, currently, the energy in my life, number three. Let's give it Germans. Just because the past year or two, I've been consistently attracting them and they haven't disappointed. And I like the banter that they offer me. I like the bluntness. I like the, it's really growing on me. Okay. Uh, maybe looks wise, it's not perfect. Uh, um, but I've met, a, I've met quite a few Germans that I've been vibing with, which I'm not confident as, as my number three. All right. Well, number two, no, that's acceptable. Number two. Number two, the Netherlands coming in hot oh, the they are boys. just consistently attractive. they breed them big over there god give their girls are like yeah give foot. me a, a man neanderthal vibe yeah one. uh they they're one? aggressive in sex oh no that we gotta sit on the netherlands people oh, for okay. a second they are aggressive they know what they want in sex they're give you eye contact they are pulling through okay so number one Number one. Venezuela. I can feel my heart melting. The one short king from the king. Short king. (laughs) The king, the one and only. What a guy. I'm never going to hang out with you. Uh, Israeli men. (laughs) Woo! That's a touchy. Israeli men. Israeli men. Get it. Israeli men to me are just husband, daddy material. I have a feeling if it's not an American that I'm probably going to end up with an Israeli man. They just are so forward. Every Israeli man I've met, which is a lot at this point, have yeah. made it known that they want me and they will tell me. Yeah, because you look and, kind of Israeli. Yeah, but I have like an American uh, twang like to me. Persian so it makes princess. It, that's what they could say, right? I'm actually, yeah, no, never mind. My dad's side Syrian, so I do have that Middle Eastern roots. Bibi, but Habibi. I love, 
Come to Israel. Uh, come to Dubai. Come to, not yet. Don't come to Israel yet. To Israeli men, hey, coming in number one. I'm really disappointed that, you know, no Aussies up there, but that's all right. Maybe next time. Maybe next year. Um, now, finishing off, we got one last thing. Gabby is going to give Charlie a natal reading um, to guess his birthday here. And I will just Woo! preface this by saying that her reading on me was on oh, bang on. So really, let's, let's what, Facebook? You get the Facebook birthday? Is that what we're gonna do? Just look at my birthday. No, Facebook. no, <laughs> no. It's more the star sign, I think. I have to base it off how I vibe with you as well, and yeah. I feel like a good rapport. I feel like we'd have really good conversation, <clears throat> and so in this case, I'm gonna definitely say you're not an aquarius you're right you're not an aquarius right no i'm not okay you seem pretty organized seem pretty career golf oriented not about like organized. a fuck off yeah maybe he, well, you present organized i'm organized i'm organized in parts of my life for sure <laughs> mm, in parts of your life do parts you do you love a routine I thrive with the routine, but I love chaos as well. Mm. Sometimes I need both. I need a mixture between chaos and order. Do you have a temper? No. Daniel, uh, does he ever yell? No. Nah. Sometimes I yell out of like a joke. If something goes wrong or I read something, I'll just yeah. scream like, fuck, no, and then not, it's just funny. And then He's it's very well-tempered, yeah. I would say. Easy going. Are you a relationship guy? Are you in relationships I, all the I've time? I've been... I've, <laughs> I've been in three that I would consider relatively mm. serious more than a year long. Okay, process of elimination. I know you're not a Pisces. No, I'm not a Pisces. Okay, perfect. I know you're not a Capricorn. No, I'm not a Capricorn. Okay, we're getting down there. Yeah, some, How are you in relationships? Say. Are in you pretty way? chill? Like, uh, are you pretty chill? Like, how did they end? Are you, you're not a cheater? Are you, are you a cheater? I don't know if you'd consider it cheating. Maybe, maybe it depends on like the lines of the relationship. But like, um, once a cheater, not always a cheater. I think once a cheater with any specific person, always a cheater with that specific person. Uh, but no, I wouldn't. I'm just so. Answer is no. I'm not a cheater. No. Do you get a little possessive at all? Do you find yourself being a little controlling of of? girls you like do you go all in hard are you like fuck i'm obsessed are you that in like the romanticizing past, in the past in the past like early like 20s yes yeah and it's like i look back and i was like but that's not i feel like that is completely not i would be the complete opposite to that now mm. are you a perfectionist I, I would, are you really really hard on yourself yeah i'm fucking hard on myself yes you're really hard on yourself shit i okay. would consider that yeah i'm gonna say that you're not a Sagittarius. Okay, you're right. I'm not a Sagittarius. Okay, perfect. We're down to eight. We're down to eight. Let's keep it going. Let me ask you another question. How's your relationship with your mom? Really close. Like, really close to the... I'll consider really, it really yeah. good. Yeah. How's your relationship with your dad? Really good as well. Yeah. Are they in love? My parents? Fuck no. Are they oh, together? With other pe- they're not together. I would say my mom is in love. My dad is not in love. Mm, you're really close with your mom. Um, I can be a I bit would... of a softy. Uh, yeah. I can be, in t- but I can be intense, I guess. I'm really drawn to water and earth. I don't feel like 
you're an air sign. You're also a softie. So the thing about astro is you could be like a like your Venus when you were born. Venus could be in a water sign, and then your Mars could be in an earth sign, and that could be the energy I'm picking up on. I, I can tell you're okay. definitely a softie, and I can tell you're a sweetie pie, and I can tell that you like. I don't know. You'd probably love to. I don't know. Be intimate. Um, but you're also really, really good at talking. You're really good at communicating. And usually Scorpios don't tend, Scorpio men tend to not be the best at communicating. Um, okay. So I'm going to say you're not a Scorpio male. I'm no. a Scorpio. You're not. No. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, keep it going, keep it going. I'm going to say you're not an Aries. No, not an Aries. Okay, hey, I'm we're impressed now. This somewhere. is fucking we're amazing. Somewhere. Um, I'm just gonna keep talking about your personality. I I'm drawn to Taurus because uh, Joelle's a Taurus, which usually they are obsessed with routines, and it's really hard to get them out of their routine. Are you stubborn? If I know something works and I'm doing it my way and it's like working, then yeah, I can be stubborn. I like a like I honestly do have a routine, and if someone tries to pull me off it, it's like like fuck off kind of thing. Like no. I'm going to say... I don't like people telling me what to do when they have no grounds to do so. But I love learning from people at the same time. He's not... Mm. A, okay, you're not a Taurus. You're getting warmer. Right? You're getting warmer. You're I actually don't know what you are no. because I forgot your birthday. It's either one or the other. Fuck, don't say it. Okay. This is decent, right? Wow. If you actually get this, I'll be like... I'm actually going to lose my shit. Are you indecisive? Do you tend to be like... Yes, I reckon a little bit. You think I'm indecisive? A little bit, like... Okay. A little bit, a little bit. Like, you know, about... like Are you... Like you meant to go to traveling different times, but obviously there was things happen, but... Yeah, yeah I guess when... Like London like and curveballs come my yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like yes. on the daily. You're not like trying to put other people's needs above your own constantly or being like, oh, just I just want everyone to be happy. Like, I just want everyone to be fine. Like, are you okay with a little bit of confrontation? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind telling people, yes. I wouldn't mind telling people, like, how, how I feel about them. Considering what you do as well online has to come into this. And if you're really hard on yourself, I just couldn't imagine you being a Libra. I'm not a Libra. Uh, you're not. No. Oh, I have Gemini, Cancer, Leo, and Virgo. We've got four left. Which is, you know, what's even weirder is that they're all together in the zodiac. So whether whatever one you are has, then you have Venus, Mars as traits of the others. Okay, it's just identifying archetypes the in nature. Witch of Maine. But it's data from it's like data that you're taking from where the sun was when I was born. It's just, it makes no, it just doesn't make sense. But look, yeah, you're doing well so weird, far. So I'm right? gonna go with it. Uh, continuing. Oh, okay. We've got an air sign. As Gemini, we've got a water sign as Cancer. We've got a fire sign as Leo and an earth sign. I've got, oh my God. Okay, I've dialed it down to one of each of the elements. What's one? Okay, let's just do elimination, yeah. possible elimination. Let me dial this in to Cancer. I got to figure out if you're a Cancer or not. So you're really close with your mom. That's that's a really good, you can talk about anything. That's a really good telltale sign. If you're a Virgo, I couldn't imagine you being super in touch with your emotions. The fact that I feel good rapport with you, the fact that I feel like I could be friends with you, probably tells me that you're not. I'm gonna say you're not a Gemini. I'm not a Gemini. Fuck, 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 fuck. What is the star sign of your exes? That will tell me immediately. Just tell me those. 
Fuck. Uh, okay. I think Sagittarius. There's one that's a Virgo. And that was like a very, what, very what went intense wrong? in the beginning. What went wrong? Mm. Uh, okay. Like, Is he, they were a bit of emotional manipulation. Me just, mm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cancer, Leo, Virgo. Okay. So the, the, the traits of each, right? Cancer is a water sign. It's emotional, has really good relationship with the mom usually, usually a dad that's not really present. Um, so that's why I'm hesitant to say cancer because usually they have like a, a really emotionally unavailable dad. Uh, Leos are out there, loud, probably just can talk about anything, pretty ambitious, probably pretty hard on themselves because they have Virgo in their chart. They usually have good relationship with both parents. Um, so I want to say, I want to go in that direction, but the fact that I get along with you and they really got along with Leo's and then Virgo is like really, 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 really hard on themselves. Like super perfectionist, super detail oriented, usually doesn't have a deep relationship with anyone because not they're a just Virgo. like pretty like rigid. Like, are you a late, are you a late July baby? I'm not allowed to answer that because that would just give you the sign. No, because there's a cusp. You could be like on the borderline of cancer Leo. And that's what I just want to say. That's my final guess, then. I just think you're going to be a Is that your final guess? Okay. What July, is your final answer? July 23rd. Oh, my July God. 21st, what the fuck? The fact, you, the fact you got to the way you got it is you got, The first guess was within, well, like, one or two days from my birthday. Yeah. July 21st was my final guess. And so I, I can't do better than that. I can't okay, do better Okay, well, my that. birthday is on July the 20th. So that's fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't think there's you a better way to... To wrap things up, then that that Gabby guessing your birthday within one day is one of the best things <laughs> I've ever crazy. seen, um, and I'm glad I got to witness witness that live. Gabby, thank you very much for joining us, and you will be a regular installment of this podcast. I know it. <laughs> um, I would love oh, to do a live a podcast with you at some point in the next few months. We'll figure it out. Um, oh, I would love yeah, that. But um, hope everyone enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing weekly podcasts, guys. So every Sunday we are releasing a podcast and we're going to be getting guests on as well. Hopefully, um, it'll be me and Charlie. Gabby will be on every other week. I, I know it. Also, last thing, right. make sure when you pleasure. listen to this podcast, this has been so much fun. if you've got it this far, go on Spotify, rate it five stars. Helps that, that algo, baby.